Hey everyone, Gene here. We're going to dispense with the pre-introduction frivolity for this episode for two important announcements. The first is that since this is our mid-season break, we're not covering Star Blazers. In fact, the subject matter of the movie we're covering and the discussion it entails is a little on the saltier side, so you might want to consider this one not safe for work. Second, and in my opinion more important, is this episode is being brought to you by the generosity of Mr. Tim Elliott, who is a longtime supporter of the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network. Tim made a PayPal donation and specifically mentioned that it should go for this show. If you like to be cool like Tim, you can go to twotruefreaks.com and click on the PayPal link and make a donation to this or any other Two True Freaks show. There is no minimum donation, and we greatly appreciate your support. And now, on with Anime Freaks, Episode 7. Hello, and welcome to episode... Let me see, one, two, three... I believe we are on episode seven of Anime Freaks. I am Dr. Bill Robinson, and with me, as always, is my esteemed and illustrious co-host, Mr. Gene Gene, the podcasting machine, which I noticed that name is catching on because I heard Tom Harris say that yes, on I, his I, show. It's, it's gotten beyond the Two True Freaks Network. Thank you very much. Excellent. It's gone viral. All right. Time to get an MP3 of that music to drop in about here. <laughs> So, uh, and also with us, you hear that other chuckle that is the, I don't want to say the forefather or the instigator or the, the reason we covered what we covered tonight and he's decided to join us for our discussion about said movie. That is Chris Tyler, the hair metal hero. Yes, it is I. I have decided to grace you with my presence. I was going to say grace. Grace us with your grace. Your grace. Your grace. <laughs> no. There will be no grace in this subject matter. <laughs> the king looks like the piss boy. What? <laughs> yeah, it's going to be that kind of show, folks. Wait for the shake. <laughs> Sir, the peasants are revolting. And they stink on ice, too. <laughs> if, if anybody has, if you have no idea what we're talking about, go watch Mel Brooks History of the World Part 1. And catch up and come back <laughs> oh yes please do because that movie is absolutely phenomenal oh i love that movie <laughs> yes Captain how did you get here movies is magic baby <laughs> <laughs> the jig is up and i'm and gone, gone. <laughs> <laughs> that line and when in the arms for oedipus arms for oedipus Hey, Oedipus! <laughs> no, no. Hey, Josephus! Hey, motherfucker! <laughs> <That>. <laughs> the benefits of a classical education make that the funniest line in the movie to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Dom DeLuise is the emperor. Uh, Caesar. Treasure! Bathtub! Treasure, Treasure bath! <laughs> 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 and doesn't he pull like a turkey leg out of his ass or something? He's like, no, he pulls it's a brooch. He pulls one or like a goblet or something. Yeah. yeah. Watch this. Watch this. Yes, sire. Yes. <laughs> I need a small liar. I didn't do it. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. Not that kind of liar. <laughs> B. Arthur. 
Uh, <laughs> as did you get bullshit you bullshit today? <laughs> so you're a bullshitter. Yes, I'm a bullshitter. <laughs> I, have you tried the bullshit this week? Yes. <laughs> There's so many, so many bits in there. I'm sorry, I'm on my wine break. Yeah. <laughs> orgy, orgy tonight. First serve, first come. <laughs> and when they're running away with the giant, when they're in the chariot with the giant um, uh, joint, yeah, joint, joint, and uh, they light it up, and then the Roman guys stop, and yeah. he's like, "You guys go left, you guys go right." I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go stand here and walk in a circle. <laughs> so, do you think it'll fall? What? The Roman Empire? <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> Now we will vote for reparations for the poor. How do we vote? Fuck, Fuck the, the poor! poor. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that movie's amazing. <laughs> With Leonardo, uh, and he's uh, he's the waiter at the last. Because I'm not good. I only got the backs. <laughs> Judas, what? <laughs> Jesus what do you want Christ! To yes, 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 my son. And was it John Hurt? Jesus. It was John Hurt. Was Jesus? Yes. Yeah. I credited. Yes. I <laughs> uh, try the mulled wine it's fantastic who's gonna order judas Hi, uh. oh no that, that that's what he says he's like one of you shall betray me and then mel brooks as the waiter goes judas <laughs> and he, ah, ah. your order oh 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 uh, uh. <laughs> this might be our last supper <laughs> oh my god so amazing i miss you mel come back do something good. I heard something that they may do a History of the World Part Two, but I, I don't know. I, I saw some rumblings about that that, that they might do that. I, I I would like to see it if it's in the same vein. Last I heard, he he was talking about, and it, I think it might have been just a way of saying, "Hey, look at me again." Uh, he was talking about doing Spaceballs Two. Maybe that's what I was seeing. Spaceballs. Or or Spaceballs Three, the search for Spaceballs Two, the search for more money. <laughs> that would be. Yeah, Spaceballs is great. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> you know they'd have a lens flare joke in there. Oh, they would have to. They would oh, have yeah. to. And they'd have to bring in a whole new cast and just make reference to, you know, oh, yeah, we're going in a different direction. <laughs> that would be that would be amazing. Oh, yeah, most of that. Candy's dead and, yeah. and Dot Matrix is dead and oh, Rick yeah. Moranis has faded away from, you know, the public life. Rick Moranis' career is dead. <laughs> no, he he that no. Let's not speak ill of Rick Moranis. His wife got sick and died, and he, you know, he wanted to be with his kids. I cannot oh, find fault with that. Can't man. blame him there. No, no. I did not know that. I take that badly timed joke back. Yeah, the the joke about him having made enough money from the Honey I Shrunk the Kids movies is, and then him retiring. That's not that's not the reason why. Mm. He's a he's a pretty class act. And on that note, <laughs> bringing the room down. Oh, I guess we should get back to the topic, but before we jump into Ninja Scrolls, or... <gasps> just gave, gave away the title. We gave away that last episode. You did? And on, yeah. Thank you for oh, listening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do <laughs> listen. I listen to everyone. <laughs> I, I think I think the call's breaking up. Oh, well, Chris Chris is gone, so... I guess that guy's people... an asshole. <laughs> oh, my Bobby. God. Oh, Propane. <laughs> You see, with propane, you taste the meat, not the heat. <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> Ninja Scroll. Email. Ninja Scroll, yeah. Yeah, yeah. we were going to do we're email gonna, first. We're going to jump into some email. 
Step Ooh, yeah. yeah. Ooh, yeah. <coughs> God. Jesus, he's okay. dead, too. This is getting depressing. <sighs> So's my throat for about the past week. That was rough. Anyway, email. You want me to take the first one, Gene, or do you want to jump in the first one? Or Well, uh, why don't you take the first one? I'll take the second one. Okay. And it is from, oddly enough, the gentleman who's on the call with us. <laughs> it says, Chris Tyler, Anime Freaks Mid-Season Shake-Up. Hey, Gene and Bill, I've been digging the heck out of Anime Freaks so far. Keep up the great and entertaining work. Why, thank you, sir. That being said, I'm glad you guys are going to jump into some new stuff to cover. If you're taking suggestions, my first suggestion... Did we read this on the last episode? No. I think you might have. Okay. Nope. <laughs> no, oh, we do know. You didn't listen. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we just blamed him for this choice. Oh, we didn't read right. the email. Blame or praise? We'll get to that. Okay. If you're taking suggestions, my first suggestion would be pick an anime that neither of you have seen, which we did. And give us a skinny, which we will. If that won't do, then come out of the gate swinging and pick a marquee title like Akira, Ghost in the Shell, or something from Maizy, Miyazaki. Miyazaki. What has Miyazaki done? All those classy ones that Disney got the rights oh, to. Oh, like, like Nausicaa Valley. And... Yeah, those oh, okay. ones. Or you can just cover Ninja Scroll and make College Me very happy, which... We'll see if that college you is very ha- happy. If if you have the stones, get after Wicked City or Legend of the Overfiend. <laughs> I've, yeah, I've seen Legend of the Overfiend. Uh, yeah, more than once. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there was sequels to that, too. <laughs> I did not know that, but now oh, we've found out a lot more about Bill. Hey, nothing. It's, there's nothing wrong when with a, a little man... With a little bump and grind? Yeah, a little bump and grind when a man discovers he's a demon... And he has sex with a woman, and let's just say the climax was explosive in more ways than one. That's the way it should be. Anyway, what comes down the line I'm sure will be awesome, and I can't wait to hear about it from you two. Well, you won't hear. We'll have to wait. Wait a minute. But more from Gene. What the hell does that mean? (laughs) (laughs) Turn it up loud, guys. Chris Tyler, Harry Merrill, the hero. Well, we will get to that after we finish the email. So next. All right. Next is from my good friend and fraternity brother, Kurt Over, titled Mid-Season Brick. A few comments. Number one. Interesting that old Genesis is being used for the intro and music. Any particular reason for that choice? I will let you handle this, Bill, since it was your suggestion. I just I wanted something that probably not a lot of people had heard. It's it's a Genesis. It's uh, Wind and the Withering is the name of the album and basically the opening of the album is the opening music i have in our opening title sequence i guess you you could call it and i just thought it had a ethereal or didn't really peg it down to any genre it just has a it just has a good sci-fi or a fantasy sound to it and then the ending music is the opening of the last song on the album and that's uh oh of course i'm spacing on the name but it's 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 always a a touching song for me and uh, it's like one of those things that i want played at my funeral when i die too so but uh, that's that's you know that's the way i like to close it so that's that was just my personal choice for that and i went along with it because it sounded good <laughs> <laughs> all right number two when reviewing newer anime will notice be made if the material is borrowing or sharing tropes with star blazers and whether the trope might have originated there or had ties to older material Kurt, I think you're giving us way too much credit on research. <laughs> I think if it occurs to us, we'll probably 
mention it. Like, you know, something like the wave motion gun actually predating the Death Star. Mm -hmm. Things along those lines. But... Yeah, I think we've, as we've discussed a few episodes, we've compared them to things that we've seen later and things that have come before it. And I know I've got a few comparisons to movies tonight uh, when we discuss this movie that, you know, some things that I, that reminded me of other genres. Yeah, we'll probably bring that stuff up. You know, as it occurs to us, I don't think we're going to be delving too far into trying to make connections, though. All right, number three. Finally, how about the mid-season review subject being something like Last Exile? Not that recent, but shares features with Star Blazers, quest to rescue a threatened society, naval-style ships taken to a new medium, and a mix of interesting characters in a set of complex and changing relationships. I actually wrote him back on that one, and it turns out that Last Exile is another series... So it basically mm. discounted for this since it, this was going to be a one-shot, but it may be something we want to look at later. Okay. Probably not next because we we want to change it up from, you know, basically being the same same story with different characters. So we'll, Yeah, I'm, I'm not really sure. I can't know if we've really pinned down exactly what we're going to do next. Yeah, we, we were talking about the first season of Robotech at one point. Mm -hmm. Maybe some something a little more recent than that. You know, there's a bunch of stuff out there that we can do. You know, we have we have another uh, 13 episodes of Star Blazers to get through. So if anyone out there has any suggestions on our next series, please feel free to write in. Well, I think I know what Paul wanted us to cover. He wanted us the, that one he's been watching with his kids. Or oh, just, uh, uh, <clears throat> Attack on Titan. Attack on Titan. Yeah. yeah, that that one is much much more adult than Star Blazers. Yeah, I don't know if his kids should be watching. <laughs> His kids are old enough. Um, They're teenagers. They're, it's yeah, it's yeah, good yeah. for them. Yeah, my kids shouldn't <clears throat> be watching that. Your kids shouldn't be watching that. What are you, what are you talking about? I got an 18-year-old and a 15-year-old and a 13-year-old. Oh, point. okay. So Legend of the Overseas it is for them. No. Okay, write this date down, people. Bill knows the age of all his children. That's because they've all... <laughs> that's because they've Ripley's. all... Look, that's <laughs> They've all had their birthdays, and everything is set now. Set they've all had their year. birthdays. Because remember, the oldest one had the the middle one has her birthday first. Then the oldest one has her birthday next, and then the youngest has hers his birthday last. Hers, so, hers. hers. Shut up! <laughs> you know what I meant. <sighs> so it's very hard to keep their ages straight because they change so much there every year. They change every year. <laughs> no, no, in the I, same I, pattern. What do you I know? It, I get it down, and then next thing I know, boom, they've changed again. <laughs> now one of them's going to be leaving, going to be graduating high school this year. Oh my god! So she'll be out of the house, and then it'll be easy to remember the other two. So by no. process of elimination, I don't know. I don't know. <sighs> she, uh, she wants to go to Toledo for school, Ohio. Yes. Oh, Ohio. Now oh. she wants to go to like a pharmaceutical. Does she want to go to uh, Professor Allen School? Oh, I don't know. That's a good is question. He, actually, University of Toledo. I uh, no, he's uh, isn't he out in Ohio though? He's out well, yeah. in Ohio. Yeah, it's a big but... state. <laughs> there are more. There's Except, more than one university right, out the, there. Like to go to Professor Allen School, please. <laughs> the, the Professor Allen School of Hard Knocks. <laughs> yes. Where is the College of Latveria campus in Ohio? It's in Castle Doom, obviously. That's the main campus. We're talking about the satellite. Ah, there's no satellite campus for that. I went to LCC, Latverian Community College. I have a minor in despotism. Hail Doom. That's the college alma mater. 
And instead of a, instead of a mortarboard, you get a <laughs> you get a green cloak. <laughs> <laughs> I want to attend this school. <laughs> the the more we're talking about, it, the better it sounds. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I have a major in science and a minor in magic. The perfect combination. I could, I could have done the major in, in magic and a minor in science, but it just didn't interest me as much. <laughs> Doom approves this course load. There are two course loads. Those that that's it. That's that's a two two degrees you can get. Or you can do like a third one that is, you know, how to annoy Reed Richards or something. I don't know. <laughs> Actually, metallurgy's big there too. Yeah, and and that one's taught by uh, Namor. You know. <laughs> oh man, Na- Namor Namor's the college professor that that bangs all of his female students. You know <laughs> Only the blonde ones that have boyfriends. What? Yeah, I mean, come on, that's more fun. <laughs> Imperious Rex. <laughs> no. <laughs> Imperious <now>. Sex. <laughs> Would you like to see my trident? It's got three prongs. Oh, my God. Indeed. I am Atlantean. What made you think that your biology would be the same as mine? <laughs> got wings for feet, bitch. Look at this. <laughs> oh, anyway. So, oh, boy. Let me go on to the next email. Yeah, that's a good idea. Sorry. And it's from our friend Luke Giaconetti in space. Oh, him? He no writes one. everybody. No one can hear you scream for more prune juice. <laughs> Gene Gene, the podcasting machine, and Dr. Bill. Hey, fellas, just wanted to drop you a quick line, which Luke never does. But <laughs> I, I, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. And quick say how him. much I have been enjoying Anime Freaks and your coverage of Star Blazers. SB, or Star Blazers, was a little before my time, so while I was aware of it, actually getting in-depth into it has been a real treat for me. The series seems to follow the typical slightly meandering pace of most anime shows of this vintage. When you have so many episodes to fill, you kind of have to. Dragon Ball Z. <coughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, yeah. But it has been maintaining my interest throughout. Sometimes you get these space opera shows where you get into a for- formulaic rut of the same thing happening week in and week out. But so far, Star Blazers has avoided that trap, and I hope that trend continues. Although it really didn't last episode because we had like two back-to-back death trap episodes. Yeah, that's something that Paul commented on. It was yeah. Oh yeah, you made me watch these two. Has this been a rut for a while? <laughs> no, actually it hasn't. <laughs> it just started. Thank you. As far as an anime film for you guys to cover, the first one which popped into my head was a favorite of mine from my college days, Fatal Fury, the motion picture. But you really need to watch the two OVAs which precede it on that one. Plus, it seems a little shallow for you to have your first anime film be based on a 1990 SNK fighting game. No, no, no. I watched good. one of the one, one of the Tekken movies was pretty good because it had like Stabbing Westward did like the opening theme to it. It was uh, anyway. All right. I got off topic. No matter how awesome it is. So I did some more thinking and a little title popped into my head. The first anime film I watched, uh, knowing it was specifically anime, Robot Carnival. Like a lot of folks my age, I was first exposed to Robot Carnival on Sci-Fi Channel's Saturday anime block, along with films like Lensman and Eight Man After. But Robot Carnival, with its multitude of different storytelling and animation styles, is the one which stuck with me the most as an anime primer of sorts. And I would love to hear you guys take on it. Well, we can always look at that in the future on, on our next break. Yeah, I think we have a, a good list of stuff here for uh, several breaks to come, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, another suggestion, Nasca of the Valley of the Wind. Isn't that from the same guy that you were talking about, Chris? Yeah, I believe that is a Miyazaki joint. Mm-hmm. 
which I first which I first saw in severely edited form as Warriors of the Wind as a little kid. Don't remember a single thing about it, but it would be fun nonetheless. And of course, all of the classics in the genre in this side of the world, Akira, yep, I've seen that. Vampire Hunter D, I've seen. Oh that. yeah. Pat Laboro, I don't think I've seen that. Or did I say that right? It's Pat Labor. Pat, Pat Labor. <laughs> I believe. <laughs> I'm, I'm dead serious. Okay, Project Echo. I've seen that. That's 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 a that's a weird one. Yeah, that's a goofy one there. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a goofy funny. Ghost in the Shell. I've seen once, but it's been a while since I've seen it. Spirited Away, and he says which I saw in the theater, and so forth. I don't. I haven't seen Spirited Away. No, me neither. And of course, you could always do Fatal Fury. Or Street Fighter Two, the animated movie, or Fist of oh, the North God. Star. Yeah, I've seen mm. Fist of the North Star. Oh, that Street yeah. Fighter Two animated movie, though. Oh boy. Oh yeah, I haven't seen that yeah. one. Trumley <laughs> naked fighting Vega. What? Uh, I think what? We need to, uh, I think I need to cover that later on my own. <laughs> Bill's gonna do research. <laughs> Bullshit. Now, are we talking Chun Li as in? Uh, oh, but that's an animated one, right? Not. We don't get to see um, the chick that plays Ming-Nah. on. Uh, Ming Na on uh... that. That's why it's called the animated movie, Bill. But if you guys ever want to cover the Van Damme movie, I will be right there with you because I love it. Hang on, we're coming. <laughs> Change the channel. <laughs> uh, Raul Julia's Bison. Uh, it was a game over. <laughs> he's he's so good in that though. He's way over the top. Exactly. That's probably why he did it, so he yeah. could be over the top. <laughs> Okay, so, uh, or Fist of the North Star, you know, to, to really get into the meat and potatoes of anime's high drama potential. Hope this helps. Anyway, looking forward to more adventures of the Star Blazers and whatever else you guys decide to cover. Hurry up! <laughs> Luke. <laughs> All right, now for the novel. <laughs> Brian Hughes has written in, title of Not Spam, thank you very much for that, Anime Freaks Episode 5. Hey guys, love the show, and I have to agree with you. Sometimes, just the music of Star Blazers makes me tear up. Oh, yeah, it does. <laughs> Especially those dirges. Jeez. When, when we were doing the first episode, and had, I had to go through all that and write my notes, is some of them I was just like, oh, great, here we go again. Mm-hmm. Anyway, back to the email. Every time you talk about an episode, I see it in my head with HD clarity. You just bring back the memories hard. Wow, I guess, yeah. that, I guess that says something uh, for our descriptive abilities or maybe for his memory because i don't think it's us yeah i think it's more his memory (laughs) this episode was definitely one of the episodes that took me back as a kid 11 or 12 years old that the show was for adults too back then i was a little bored with all the talk 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 of course today we all see it differently and love to see episodes like this now i have to try and remember what what episode we were covering episode five episode hold on i'll take a look okay i've got i've got actually i have our well i had it up dummy (laughs) <laughs> you big dummy you big dummy alright anime freaks episode 6 episode 5 we will be regular so that was <laughs> episode 9 and 10 and I don't remember what those were hold on Dude, oh that was we will return was it the reflex it was uh, the asteroid ring and we we will return oh yeah because yeah. that's right before the. oh yeah that's when everybody's saying goodbye to their families and Wildstar and Avatar yeah. don't have anyone yeah right okay Anyway, now, moving on to other subjects. What should you guys cover? I would like to see some Speed Racer coverage before you head into more modern anime. I only got to see the original three seasons, so that is the speed I know. Okay, just taking pause there. 
I'm going to make a confession here. I have never seen an episode of Speed Racer. I've seen a couple. I don't know if I've seen a full season, but the last time I watched them was before I watched Star Blazers. So I was... uh, Very young. Very young. But I do remember how a basic episode would go. You had Spritel and Chim Chim. That's the, the little boy and the monkey... And the Pops was the mechanic, and then Pops' wife was, uh, Speed was her son, and I know the brother was Racer X. Mm-hmm. Well, the, he didn't know that Racer X was his right. brother. His yeah. brother was killed, blah, 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 and he was always, you know, trying to win a race. Yeah, see, and... I know all this. I've never seen an episode. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah. Because then... I see spoofs of it, like on Robot Chicken or Dexter's oh, yeah. Laboratory or anything <laughs> like that. Yeah, but you I remember... get all that. Yeah, but it's still I I remember how the actual all the themes and everything. Like if you watch the movie that was out, the Speed Racer movie, I mean that was a yeah. that was a literal live action version of the show. Oh, it's so good. S- straight up. That was a true translation. Now it didn't do very well. No, and I don't know why. But I it was to me that was a true that was as true a transition as the live action Star Blazers movie is as almost as true a tra- I, I okay. think it was even more of a truer because it it kept all the crazy backgrounds and crazy gadgets yeah yeah okay well yeah. that's definitely one for the list that we should probably cover mm-hmm. at some point. All right. He goes on to say, I think I was one of the 12 people in North America over the age of eight that actually liked the Wachowskis movie as it made me feel like a kid again. That's I loved it. You're not alone. Yeah. Well, then then I guess we've we've got three of them. We know three of the 12 people. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) I also think you should devote one episode to Akira. I know many have talked about it, but it bears coverage here as your audience, me, wants to know how it affected you. Uh, that's that's a good one, and it's one of those things, eventually I want to cover everything that I used in the promo, and Akira is mm-hmm. one of them. You know, all, Tetsuo! And, yeah. Canada! <laughs> and actually, uh, Attack on Titan is the last bit in the promo. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, we're going to get to that at some point. Think back to 1989. I had walked into the video room at an Akon in Fort Worth, and it was packed. The movie was being shown in the original Japanese with no subtitles, but the Mm. audience was captivated. I remember hearing such loud exclamations from the crowd when different scenes occurred, when the guy leading Takahashi was shot, when Tetsuo had his episode after Kaneda saved him from the clowns, Tetsuo in the tank. About every five seconds, once Tetsuo started opening the freezer to get at Akira's remains, (laughs) the whole audience was immersed in the visual storytelling, and it was having an effect on them. When something leaped out at them, there was an audible, whoa, or if you're uh, Keanu Reeves, whoa, whoa, that would roll over the crowd. Everyone felt it. Something wonderful had just happened. If you watched much animation prior to this, there wasn't much that compared to it at the time, with the exception of the high-end Disney efforts and a few others, and not a whole lot since computers came so involved in animation. So, yeah, I... I saw Akira back in when I was in college, I think. It was one of those that, oh, you, you like Star Blazers and that stuff. you got to watch this. And I think it was the first one, like he said, the, the first one I remember seeing that dealt with, like, the next level up of storytelling. More involved, more uh, intricate animation and stuff like that. So, yeah, we're, we're definitely going to have to do an episode on Akira. I have probably people asking to be on that one, too. Oh, that's fine. 
Yeah, I don't we mind do that. we could do the Cure Roundtable if people want to do. Yeah, all right. Uh, it goes on. Batman the animated series borrowed a few tricks from the methods used, and there were others that looked to Cure to serve as an example. I know for me, this one movie had me doing whatever I could to get a good copy of it. First, I got a VHS of the original Japanese version, no subtitles, and I watched it and showed it to my friends until the tape wore out completely. Then I got the English dub and couldn't stand it. I wanted to hear, Hoi, Canada! Among other things. The original voices for the kids were so perfect. The English dub was so wrong for me. Then a friend of mine bought a Laserdisc player. I paid over a hundred bucks to buy Akira on Laserdisc letterbox with English subtitles just so my friend could make me copies on VHS. Having the subtitles was a mistake though as reading them distracted from the viewing. So I had to make me a copy without subtitles and until I finally got my DVD copy I had Akira as it was meant to be seen. Now if your first viewings were from the English dub and mine was and you were able to get past the horrible translation from the first effort, later efforts were much better, that may have been the version you prefer. Regardless, when you are able to watch it unfettered by language barriers or subtitles, you can immerse yourself in a stunning visual treat. The soundtrack is also an important piece, though. You, can, you can't forget that. Oh, no. <laughs> I have had the soundtrack CD for about 20 years now and still listen to it often. Again, love the podcast. You keep recording them. I will keep listening. Thanks, Brian Hughes. Well, thank you very much, Brian. That is a very appreciated email, if for nothing else, for the fact that it's a page and a half. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> no, I mean, he's right with the subtitles because often I find my kids will watch things with subtitles on, and, and it'll be like a Doctor Who episode or like an episode of Sherlock, and I'll be watch, I'll be reading the subtitles. And I notice I was like, I'm not watching the screen. It's taking away from what I'm looking at because I'm reading. Yeah, but should... in for Sherlock or Doctor Who, they're in English. Why do you need subtitles? That's what I can't understand why my kids play the subtitles. Because it's proper English. But even when it's there, I try not to look at the subtitles, but I do because it's on the screen and it's like a habit. You have to read something that's being flashed up there. It's distracting. So I, I understand what he's saying that, yeah. you know... Uh, and I don't think I've watched it with without an English dub. So I, you know what? And I have a special edition. I can't get up to where it's at. It's on the other side of the yeah, up. the one that came out from Sony like ten years ago. Yeah, is it in like a metal? Di it's in Steel a metal book, tin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I got had that, that one for a long time. I got that. I got to take a look at it again. Yeah, that's got that's got the original audio and a new dub mm. on it, I believe. Hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. been years since I've seen it, and I. You know, like you, I've only ever seen a dubbed version. I haven't I haven't seen it in Japanese, so mm -hmm. you know, it'd be interesting to to check out one one time here. Maybe I mean we've we've had a couple suggestions for it, so maybe after we do Star Blazers, that'll be our between series break. We do Akira. Yeah, yeah, we could do that. Maybe let's just we'll just call, call that now. That'll be after we finish up the next. Because basically, we'll, we'll do a what? Like another six episodes to finish Star Blazers, and right. then then we'll have uh, we'll do another movie, and we'll just do Akira. Yeah, that works for me. Mm -hmm. So it's set. There we go. Enough said. <laughs> and that is almost it for the email. We have one more, which just came in the other day, and that is dealing with 
the topic of today's episode, which is the movie Ninja Scroll. And that is sent to us by our good friend, Mr. Luke Giaconetti of Earth Destruction Directive, among other things. And he tells us that we, he said, uh, thought you guys might be interested in this giving your upcoming Ninja Scroll episode. The film is getting a new DVD release and a Blu-ray disc release by Section 23 Films. Street date, May 19th, 2015. Oh, right around what? the corner. English right and corner. Japanese with English subtitles. DVD will cost you $15, and the Blu-ray will be $25, so actually fairly reasonably priced. Yeah, yes. a lot cheaper than those freaking $21.99 Star Blazers oh, things yeah. are kind of uh, trying to push on us for 50 bucks for what, two episodes or something? What? Three, I think. Three? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Didn't you listen last episode? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do listen. I don't have the mind. That I just don't pay attention. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. I'm just kidding. You, you know, I'm busting your chops. Hey, I mean, I, me, when I was when I was getting back into Robotech, I plucked down all the money for those three or four volumes, whatever it was, on DVD, and those things were, ooh, man, were those expensive. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm looking right at those too. Yeah, I got them right over there. <laughs> So, all right, well, I guess we're going to take a little break, and when we come back, we're going to cover Ninja Scrolls. Scroll. Single. Scroll. <laughs> Scroll. Whatever. Tangent. An abrupt change of course. Tangent. To go off suddenly in another direction or on a different line of thought. Tangent, a comic event featuring brand new characters with very familiar names. I'm waking up to action dust. I wipe my brow and I sweat my rust. I'm breathing in the chemicals. Lines, the DC Comics Tangent Universe podcast. Find it bi-weekly on iTunes and at greatcrypton.com. In the Tangent Universe, you only know the names. Star Wars in Character, the podcast that takes a closer look at some of the elements that make up the Star Wars universe. Backstories. Histories. And details. You never knew, wanted to know, or ever need to know. Star Wars in Character is part of the NeoZaz.com network of podcasts. For more great podcasts and original entertainment, please visit www.neozaz.com.
I have called you all here today at the behest of Don DiManzo to discuss the expansion of our Jersey territory. Our Don has seen an opportunity to move into Atlantic City at an event called AC Boardwalk Con, which will be happening May 14th through the 17th, 2015. Don DiManzo has asked that some of our made men attend this convention and convince the locals to try two true freaks. Joining me, Gene Hendricks, on this trip will be my Quantum Cast cohort, Jeff Fishman. Chris Tyler, the hair metal hero, will be representing the Boston arm of the family, while Scott McGregor will be representing the New York branch. Our capo, Chris Honeywell, will also be there to provide some added... persuasion. Your Don has asked that any of his loyal friends in the area come and pay their respects to this new endeavor. He reminds you that all the information on the event can be found at doacbc.com. That's doacbc.com. Come help us make Atlantic City an offer they can't refuse. Wow, and we are back um, from that wonderful promo from something. Okay. Don't know what it's going to be yet. (laughs) It's a great show, whatever it is. It's a great show that one of us probably listens to or is on. (laughs) Or it could be a friend of of, of one of our shows. Uh, Oh, and Alvin is done eating, and he is now leaving the garage. Ladies and gentlemen, Alvin has left the garage. Thank you, and good night, Alvin. So let me close the door before he comes back in again and then gets trapped and jumps on the screen or worse on the ironing board that has your work computer on it. Oh yeah. God, that was scary. That was scary. That one night did not leave the work computer on high places. Not, not a high place, a catapult basically. (laughs) Literal catapult. Yes. Yeah. I'll show you a catapult. My, my foot in his ass. You, you, no, he's already uh, had enough record trouble. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> Last year you were kvetching about the amount of money you had to spend on him. Come on. It's a new year. He's got uh, he's got at least six lives left, I think. Six or let five. Him live a, let him live him, man. Don't hold him down. Because <laughs> he lost two from track backups. <sighs> so that's seven. Then it was a time he got his head stuck in the, the globe from the fan. I told you about that. I think I've told that story. Oh. Did oh, I not tell you that story? I, I don't recall that one. I don't no. recall it. You know what? I don't want to know. I don't. <laughs> no, no, no. Up. You know how you have a globe that goes on like a ceiling fan? Yeah. Yes. Well, I had that down because I was changing the light. For some reason, I didn't put it back up, and I went and I and I fell asleep. This was in the back of the house when uh, there was a like a day bed back there before it was Ben's room, and I'm sitting back there, and all of a sudden, in the darkness. And the like the you know how you could just barely see stuff because yeah. it's dark. <laughs> that, no, that's sure. usually the but, reason. But, but you know, there's lights coming from the outside and stuff, so you can see little things. All of a sudden I see this I see the white glo- I hear the white globe move and all of a sudden it rises into the air <laughs> in in the darkness. So I just It's see the it. great pumpkin. <laughs> it's just floating in midair <laughs> in the floor. 
And I'm like, I'm just sitting there staring at it going, what the hell is going on? And then I see it move, starting to move like a couple <laughs> feet. And I hear the cat's bell around his neck. I'm like, oh, my God, <laughs> the cat's got it stuck on his head. <laughs> because he probably stuck his head in there then stood up. And now he doesn't know what to do. So I try to get out of bed. And, and I guess I, I scared him. And he bolts and he starts to run. And he runs and he shatters the globe. Oh, no. Oh, man. And it's like, and I'm like, oh, no. So I turn a light on and, and I, I look and he shattered the whole top of the globe. And now it's just a bunch. It, it's a ring of jagged, sharp glass all around his head, around <laughs> his throat. And uh, and there's there's no blood. And I'm like, OK, all right. I was like, hey, Alvin, it's OK. So I try to grab him again and he bolts and he runs again and he smashes his head again. And it just completely shatters the rest of the glass and he just takes off. I'm like, you son of a <laughs> So I uh, think he lost. I I think he lost another life there. That puts him yeah. down to six, and then he got out about a year or two ago, and he was gone for a day. So I'm thinking he lost a life then. So I'm thinking he's how many he lost. Yeah, he's at least yeah. down to five. I mean, max max five, maybe less. So because I have no idea what he did on Alvin's Alvin's great adventure when he got out for the day. <laughs> oh man. So anyway, that's the Alvin update. Uh, he actually, he strolled into the, uh, to the set of Cat's Eye. <laughs> yeah, following. exactly. He was following Drew Barrymore around. Sitting on her chest trying to steal her breath. Yeah. Or actually fighting off the little troll that was going to come. Yeah, 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 that's what it was, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he was on the, he was on the ledge of the building. Yeah, with Stryker from Airplane. <laughs> yeah. And then it was James Wood's wife that was in the, um, it was James yes, Wood that, that, and was it Brian Dennehy that was the one that was, um. No. Who was the guy that I can't remember that was with was. the weight loss company? Then yeah, then it he, stop smoking. Let's stop smoking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, but no. But at the end, he started to gain weight. Oh, that's like, right. Oh, we see you're putting on a little pounds. Yeah, but wasn't yeah. this for for some insurance policy thing? I can't remember. Yeah, and then, so and then that. they torture his wife. They put her in like that electrified room, and they're playing ninety six tears. <laughs> like her hair's all standing up and there's all those sparks are jumping from her she's like ah he's like i'll stop smoking i'll stop smoking yeah i'm sorry yeah yes, Boy, we're but... really anxious to get to this movie aren't we this is steve... <laughs> this is a stephen king podcast <laughs> all right ninja scroll all right so i think mr tyler is going to explain to us what what happened in this movie are you ready i will i will attempt to explain you have the, you have the floor sir all right well ninja scroll Let's do a little background information on it first. It is from 1993. It was directed and written by Yoshiaki Kawajiri. Hopefully I didn't butcher that. Didn't, didn't hit the States until 95, and I, and I think my first time seeing it was 97. College! college. Uh, <laughs> basically, uh, the movie is about a sort of, uh, I guess he would be... Well, he wasn't a samurai, so we can't really call him a ronin, but he, he was a... The, the main character is a ninja named uh, Jubei, mm-hmm. and he's basically a ninja for hire at this point after he um, he slotted a whole troop of guys that he was working with because they, uh, they were told to kill him in plot points that come back later in the in the story. And he basically gets involved in a little bit of political ninja espionage between uh, a very dark faction of ninjas... And some small towns problems. Uh, there's, there's, 
there's a, a made up plot about a uh, epidemic going around so that a whole bunch of people leave where they are because the bad guys have nefarious plans for the town that they're in. And well, I think uh, the whole thing with the town was because that's where the ship, the boat crashed. Yes. Yeah. There is, there's a there's there's the, there's a boat full of gold. Yeah. And so the bad guys get get everybody to clear out of the town by killing a horse and saying it's an epidemic and they poison the well. So that everybody there starts to get sick. It's not an epidemic. They just want everybody gone. So uh, about 12 minutes after that happens, they're screwing right out of there because they don't want to die. And uh, so this is it's it's hard. It really is kind of hard to describe. There's a <laughs> lot of politics going on in it. <laughs> so yeah, basically political shenanigans mixed with ninja shenanigans. Jubei meets up with a woman ninja, lady ninja, named uh, Kagiro. And a little Mako-looking uh, ninja guy who's a spy of the government named Dakawan. Dakawan, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so the three of them basically get pulled into uh, stopping this gold grab and getting involved with evil ninja troops that they have to defeat. There's These, these evil ninjas are, uh, there's eight of them, and they are the... The eight devils of Kimon. Yes, the eight devils of Kimon. Yeah, they're uh, eight eight demonic ninjas, and they're all pretty sweet in their own way. Uh, should we just should we go through who they sure. are? Or... Yeah, might as well. <laughs> all right. So the first one of these guys that we meet is named Tessai. Tessai, and he's basically the thing. He can turn his his outside. that that's actually the note I took. Is thing ring? Do your thing. Uh, yeah, he doesn't have a ring though. He uh, he basically just wills himself and he becomes rock like. And he's got this giant boomerang sword thing that he just and it's huge. It's like nine feet long. And he just he throws it and it's basically it's 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 like a flying buzzsaw. Yeah, basically yeah. Mm-hmm. in the best you know like Shaw Brothers tradition, it's just a flying death device and it's chopping through people left and right. Literally, yeah, a lot of arterial spraying in this movie. This is this one is no, not no, 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 no. There's not arterial spraying. There's full blown decapitation. There's full blown cutting bodies in half. Okay, yes, and, and squeeze, and, and all them. the all the bodies are pumped up to ninety psi with the oh, way yeah. everything's spraying. <laughs> they they pop, they pop. Um, yeah, this one is not for it, the children. Th- this is this is nineties anime. That basically yeah. that's that's the way '90s anime was. When when people tell you about anime and how it's all just sex and violence and ridiculousness, they, they're they're talking about Ninja Scroll. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I love it. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, so we got Tessai, and then we have the Snake Lady Benisato. Um, we're calling her Snake Lady. She's not really a Snake Lady. She's She's, got, she's the... got snakes. She's got snakes tattooed all over her body. Like, um, oh, what's her name from the uh, the Daredevil comics? There, I can't remember her name. Oh. Her tattoos can come off, and they're all snakes. And she can control snakes, and she can shed her skin and fill them with snakes and control them, and all sorts of craziness. <clears throat> she has a very special snake that we'll talk about later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have Bushizo, who is uh, he he. He looks like the Hunchback in Notre Dame, and he's got this big. Uh, his big Hunchback is a basically is a a wasp hive, and so he shoots wasps out of it because why not? Because it's anime. 
And he shoots uh, needles from his throat. Yeah. Yeah, oh, the throat needle. Uh, yes. <laughs> we have Mujuru, who is uh, basically he's uh, you know he's your blind ninja samurai. He's daredevil with a sword. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, but he doesn't the... really have any supernatural powers, though. What do you? He's he... blind and wields a sword. Yeah, but he <laughs> yeah. doesn't have. But he doesn't have supernatural powers. You have to be supernatural. Come on. Well, I guess. I mean, he could just be like Daredevil, like. But he doesn't. He doesn't change into something. He's not ugly. He doesn't need to because he's, not... he's just awesome. <laughs> well, yeah, he's just blind. Although I wasn't yeah, really man. clear how he was defeated, but I maybe you can explain that to me when we get. I will there. explain. We'll get there. Yeah. It's pretty obvious. I mean, I thought okay. I I thought I saw it, but I was like, okay, yeah, right. Anyway, we'll 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 talk about yeah. when we get there. All right, we got Shijima, who is he basically pops out of the darkness. So if there's a shadow somewhere, he's basically hiding in it, and he's got this mechanical grappling claw that he shoots out, and he can like create multiple images of himself, and he's pretty crazy. And he can possess uh, people too. Yeah. Yes, he can possess people. I forgot all about that. Then we have Yuramaru, who is the right-hand man, or girl, I guess, depending Something. on how we want to describe him, yeah. of, uh, <laughs> of the main bad guy. And he's got this little like le- little metal wire that he controls, and he can talk through it to other people, and he can electrocute people through it. And he's, um, let's just say that he plays he... for both sides of the field? No, he doesn't. No, he <laughs> plays only on one side of the field. Oh, okay, okay. Um, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, he's he's in love with the head bad guy, which we won't get to yet, because we have one more of the uh, demons named Zakuru, who uh, basically, she's basically living gunpowder. Yeah. And like all she's women. all... Ha! <laughs> 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 Good night, folks. Um, yeah. She's uh, she's scarred up, and she can fill dead bodies with gunpowder and control them, and or or living bodies, or living bodies, right. whatever she wants. And uh, she she wants to get with Yurimaru, and he's not really having it. So uh, she comes back into play too. Um, so yeah, and then we have the main bad guy, Gemma. Yeah. Real, real powerful name there, but he's basically he looks like he stepped right out of Fist of the North Star. He's oh, yes, yeah. yeah, he does. He is ridiculously ripped. I mean, he's all shoulders and, and chest, and <laughs> shoulders uh, he's and a head and neck. yeah, and sweet hair, uh, <laughs> and he's basically immortal. Uh, he can put himself back together. So, yeah, he's you know he's he's like Wolverine, I guess. Yeah, he mm. can't really die, and um. He's not really in the movie a lot. Uh, the 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 main stuff happens with the other the other demons, but you know it's kind of a you know Jubei ends up confronting him and realizing him it's a it's a guy that he's dealt with before and you know so now it's now it's on it's on. Okay, so uh, yes, we talked about uh, all the characters and the plot. Uh, Jubei is wandering from town to town and gets caught up with uh, this. He he ends up meeting the. Uh, well, first the opening scene before mm. they really got to the main. Yeah, he's just um, being bad. Yes. Meat of the movie. It would. It reminded me a little bit of like Jubei reminded me of Clint Eastwood in yes. like the Man with yeah. No Name. Like this was a spaghetti western. He's just a guy that goes from town to town. He does what he thinks is right, and he just lives by his own rules. And 
the guys that attack him on, on a bridge, he, he's just casually walking across the bridge and he's eating a rice ball. And these guys, these guys attack him because of what he was taking back the sword that these guys had stolen. These guys stole a sword and they were going to ransom it back or try to sell it. They were trying to get like 300 get a ton of money, 300 pieces of gold. And the town hires Jubei for 20 pieces of gold to go and get it because mm-hmm. uh, they're poor. And uh, they just can't believe it. And yeah, it's pretty funny. But like, <laughs> like the one guy that attacks him, what he was, what was he like in some marionette puppet or something? He, he, he was in, in a, a body suit. He, he like was a in a wooden suit. exoskeleton he, yeah. with a gun with a... as the one arm. Yep. I know. I was like, what? I was, ex- I was expecting him to come back later in the movie, but it was just his one scene with him. Yeah. I know. You never see these guys is. again. He, no, he just you don't need to. These, he takes out these three guys. He throws a rice ball up up in the air and he kicks their ass and catches a rice ball and he keeps walking. Absolutely. Basically, that's what's it. That's what happens in yeah. the first part, you know. And then, you know, then it starts into <laughs> the full blown thing with the movie. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Sorry. I just wanted to bring that up. Uh, yes, and well, you should have because it's awesome. Yeah. So we get the idea that Jubei is a pretty, you know, he's a pretty honorable guy, and but he's also not to be trifled with because he's he's pretty awesome. And he just, you know, he he knows he's awesome. He doesn't have to talk about it. He's pretty laconic. So, uh, yeah. We're trying to lead now how we get into the rest of this because the, well, the small... it just kind of it just kind of jumps so... into it because because yeah. Next next it was because we go from that to showing some guys riding through the night through the darkness right on horses and then suddenly you're in a village where everybody's dead. Yeah, and the, uh, there's the guys one riding. Movement. Yeah, the there's guys one darkness is Gemma and his. Uh... And his ninjas, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Going to mess up this town. But but they don't show that. Next you just see all these people are dead and one woman is walking out of the town. And and it was kind of weird because they showed her walking out of the town. And then, like, I guess the next town is right next door. Like, this was a village. And then she walked to the main town. And these guys are doing stuff with their horses and talking. And then they turn and see her and go, hey, what's going on? Yeah. 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 Uh, and then uh, Shijiwa, the uh, the guy who can stay in the shadows, is basically talking through her, saying, you're all dead, there's an epidemic, and then she croaks. Or she croaked, and he was just using her as a puppet, Either way. and just you know, cut her strings. Yeah. So uh, she's dead, and now there's this panic about an epidemic, and so the, the uh, what do they call him, the Chamberlain or something of the... Uh, yeah, he's the, he's oh, the yeah. Chamberlain. Who's a the, the, dick? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's kind of a turd. So the Chamberlain of another town says there's there's this possible epidemic. Uh, we need to figure out what's going on. So he wants to send his uh, his group of ninjas out to go investigate it. And the captain of these ninjas, Hansa, is like, all right, let's roll. we got to go figure this stuff out. And then our female lead, Kagero, comes in and she's like, I'm going with you guys. And they do the whole, it's too dangerous. And she cuts off her braid and lets her hair down. She's like, no, I'm going with you guys. And then we're barreling into the part with Tessai whooping ass over <laughs> all these ninjas. I mean, he's just he's laying them out like he can't he can't be stopped. Oh, um, yeah, because he picks because... a because <laughs> he's a rock. Yeah, and he just destroys all these guys and they don't even see it coming. And then the captain of the ninjas, Hansa, he grabs him <laughs> by both arms. And um, you ever you ever take two chicken legs off at the same time? <laughs> That's what happens to this guy, and there's just, yeah, there's a lot of blood. And uh, Kagero just stops running off, and Tessai ends up, well, he, 
He gets her mm. and disappears with her to a little cabin, and then he tries to get her pretty pretty creepily. He's licking her and doing all sorts of horrible, horrible things to her. And now, yeah. I just want to point out, we have now gotten to the 10-minute mark in the movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. All this yeah. has happened in 10 minutes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So we're we're in a, a scene. So you of... you are do- you you dive right into the action. There's no, oh yeah. There's no building up. It's just bam, bam, yeah. bam, 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 bam. Pretty bam. much, pretty much. And so yeah, he's trying to have his way with her, and um, she tries to fight back. It ain't happening because he makes it very explicit that dead or alive is gonna yeah. happen. I have no compulsion uh, ha- raping uh, a corpse. I think was what he said. Yeah, I didn't want to say it. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, I do have some standards. Uh, <laughs> but uh, lo and behold, Jube is there, just chilling out for some reason. We don't know why. He's probably just trying to take shelter or something, because uh, this you know, cabin is clearly deserted. So they uh, basically start to fight, and Jube throws a little, little dart at his eye. He's like, uh, you can't be rock everywhere, and he th- blinds him in one eye. And they grabs her, and they... Start tearing ass out of there. Yeah, yes. she's pretty the much fight... naked at this point, though, too. Yeah, it's yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. No, she she gives back up once. Um. Oh, does she? Oh, yeah. 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 Well, once once. Well, yeah. Once, uh, once they start running. Yeah. She yeah. she she's always had her clothes on. He just Tessai just opened her robe. Mm. And yes. you know, And apparently, she doesn't wear anything under that robe. Yeah. Uh, why would you? You're a ninja. You got to be loose. She's a ninja in a miniskirt. <laughs> ninja in a miniskirt. Yeah. Best kind. Um, yeah, so the uh, the right-hand man there, uh, what's his name? Yurimaru. He says, all right, Tessai, we got we got a call from the from the big guy. We're, you know, leave him be. We got stuff to do. And we think that's the last we're going to see of Tessai for a while. But uh, in this downtime, we have, a, you know, the Kigero and, and Jubei are talking to each other. And, you know, he, she thanks him and... Then they basically go their separate ways. Oh yeah, but first, we get, when they separate what, uh, though, she's putting up this big front. You know, she's tough and everything. But once he's out of earshot, she breaks down and she's just yeah totally and, distraught. And she's fire. basically acting like a woman that has just gotten raped. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's essentially what happened. Um, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> essentially. What do you? What? 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 Did you see where his what? face was? <laughs> She, he had her lifted up by one leg, and the other leg was dangling straight down. And let's just say he was doing a sniff test. I, I don't know how <laughs> else I can put it any without getting really explicit, okay? Okay? Yes. We're, okay. we're earning the tag on this one, folks. Did I lose you guys? Yes. <laughs> yes. Everything right? joke broke the internet. <laughs> I know. I said that, and all all of a sudden, you guys were I I heard nothing, and I'm like, man, did I really insult somebody with that? It was like nobody's saying anything. Like, oh no, you can't insult me. I know. I was, I, I was afraid. I I that Gene was like, enough of this. <laughs> no, it's something just died. I don't know what happened. That's what uh, Tasse said. Oh, sorry. <laughs> God. <laughs> All right, I gotta I gotta scan over the Wikipedia page for this synopsis because I'm I'm struggling here. <laughs> You're about well, halfway. <laughs> yeah. All right. After the technical difficulties have been dealt with on our end, 
we will try to make some more sense of this plot, which is getting harder to do because... It got to the point where Skype even said, screw this, I'm not dealing with it. <laughs> yeah, you guys are talking about stuff that's not right. All right, so yeah. So our, our three main characters, the old... Oh, actually, we haven't met the old guy yet, have we? Right, all right, so right after yeah, Kiro disappears, next... Jubei disappears... Oh, now I can't remember where it takes place, if he meets the old guy or if he fights Tessai He again. fights Tessai first because the old guy's watching him. Oh, that's right. Okay, so, yeah, Jubei's walking away and doing his thing, and Tessai catches up with them, and they have a big rip-roaring ninja fight, and it's pretty awesome. And uh, eventually Jubei slashes him across the chest with his sword, and uh, there's an old guy lurking that's watching this fight. And, oh, my uh, God. Sorry, hold on. Shit, something just dropped from the ceiling. It's a silverfish. Oh. It's my arch nemesis. Oh, jeez. Ah, gotcha. Ah, gotcha, you bastard. It, it, it literally just fell and dropped right on my desk, and I'm like, did that just happen? It does happen sometimes. Oh, silverfish. They are creepy. Oh, Harmless, uh, but creepy. Yeah, but they eat They eat the glue well, yeah, and books and, glue. And, and comics, and that's why oh. it's, that's why they, yeah, they eat, it's my arch nemesis. So that's why we know if Bill's house ever goes up in flames, the long boxes are going out the window, and the rest of the family is fending for itself. <laughs> you know well, it to be true. I I was out here last night, and it it was so cold out in the garage because it, it's, it's got some heat, but not as much. So the house was sixty five is what we had had the heat set for. But I got it was probably about forty five out out here, and my poor baby. My wife says to me, she's like, "Well, why don't you get a, why don't you get a space heater?" I'm like, "Really? A space heater? In a space heater next to the forty or fifty boxes of comic books? Why don't I just pour gasoline out here and start a fire and just finish everything off? Why don't you put a space heater next to all this nice tinder? <laughs> yeah, this, this forty to fifty year old pieces of paper. I'm sure uh, they wouldn't go up in an instant. She's trying, yeah, she's trying to get you to light the garage on fire. She's making sugary treats. Has think... has she increased your uh, insurance by any chance? I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe she's insured my comic books. I don't know. Well, so. that run of Avengers you have, I would too. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right, but this is not back to the bins. <laughs> so. Sorry. Sorry. All right. Sorry for the silverfish uh, interruption. <laughs> Damn you, silverfish. Damn you. That sounds like a... Doesn't that sound like a Silver Age bad guy? <laughs> I'm the silverfish. <laughs> Good eat your comics. It sounds like someone Give will go up against glue. Robin. <laughs> oh, yes. Holy silverfish, Batman. Oh, no. Uh, it's Crazy Quilt and Silverfish. And the Clock yeah. King. Yeah. Nothing wrong with any of those bad guys. All right. And there's nothing wrong with Tessai getting slashed. And uh, he starts to crumble. And he's looking yeah. at his hand. He's like, yeah, he's crumbling. We don't know why... Because, you know, everything else that's happened to him is basically bounced off, but it doesn't matter. So Jubei gets the hell out of there after... Oh, I forgot to talk about it. He's got a little string attached to his to his katana. So when it gets just, you know, when he loses it in the heat of battle, he just basically tugs on it and he gets it right back. It's not quite as cool as having the force, but it works. You know, it's the same oh. thing like when, yeah, you know, Kyle Reese has got the, the rope around his shotgun. It's the same deal. Mm -hmm. So you don't yeah, lose but... it. But Tessay gets the drop on him because he's just walking by a wall. And yeah. all of a sudden, this, this fist just flies through and grabs him. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, man, it just beats the crap out of him. Hits yeah, him so hard brutal. in the gut that the stone pillar behind him breaks. Yes, <laughs> yeah, which, which is awesome. <laughs> Let me go through this pulp. 
to get to the stone. Yes, uh, Jubei is apparently Japanese for Timex, because he gets up after this. <laughs> yeah, it takes a licking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Tessai is dead. The first of the demons is dead. And the uh, the old guy is like, hmm, watching on. Jubei leaves. And, uh, all right, let's 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 hit Wikipedia, because this is, otherwise this is going to take forever. Next, Jubei is uh, taking a bath. Uh, yes, he's he's chilling. He's chilling in the in the in the and that's hot springs yes. apparently. That's when we meet yeah. the second person. <laughs> well, after he pulls a tooth out, like it ain't no thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's so. And just just throws it in the water. So he's yeah he's chilling. He's he's getting all cleaned up. And there's this naked woman there with you know snake tattoos all over her body, and they're having a little talk about being a stranger and how all strangers look the same. And she's uh she's tracked Jubei because of an impression that Tessai left in the in the ground during his death. I guess he must have shaped his hand to look like Jubei's face, and he left an impression. So now they know who they're looking for, the other You sure uh, maybe he just didn't hit him so hard? It looked... (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's probably it, too. Like like a frying pan in a cartoon. (laughs) Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, that that works better, too. Yeah, because, I mean, that that whole scene is pretty cartoony. It's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. But... But then that uh, whole scene turns into like a Jimi Hendrix, you know, you want to play um, <laughs> on the watchtower. <laughs> when when he's looking at her snake tattoos and they start to move and he's like, whoa. Yeah, they're, but I mean, they're, they're, they're all gunning right for him and one slash, he kills them all because he's that rad. And he goes over and he slashes her and it's just a desiccated skin. So uh, right after that, Great stuff happens. He gets well during the fight. He gets he gets tagged with a uh, a shuriken, and uh, you know he, he still got it in his shoulder after the fight because you know like he said he's he's so rad. And this old guy appears and says, uh, "My name's Dakawan, and you're gonna help me for a hundred pieces of gold." And she's one of these demons, and we gotta stop them because there's stuff going on, and I'm a spy. And yeah, basically you're gonna help me. Jubei says, "Piss off, I'm not doing that." And he goes, "Well, you're gonna help me because uh, that star that's in your shoulder had poison in it, and I have the antidote. So the only way you're gonna get the antidote is if you help me." So uh, Jubei tries to stab the old guy and with the same star and say, uh, "All right, now we're both in this together. So give us, let's get the antidote." And the old guy's too smart for that. He said, I threw that ninja star away when I pulled it out of you. So well, he, he throws it at him, actually. He just tosses it to him. And, uh, yeah, so Jubei's cool plan of, of trying to uh, get the antidote does not work. So he's basically indebted to this guy for the 100 pieces of gold and the antidote. Time marches on. And, uh, all right, where are we next? Basically, at this point, the movie just becomes boss fights. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it, it's, yeah. A, it's a whole string of boss fights. Yeah, so that's probably the easiest way to describe it. The overarching we, plot about the gold, really but, not that important. But with the little old, old man, it made me think of, um, one, it made me think of Yoda. And then yes. I, I was thinking of Big Trouble in Little China. Yes. With the Black egg blood of the earth. That, that, I was uh, waiting yeah. for him to say that, black blood of the earth. What it kind will of come out is? no more. <laughs> was it? Come on, egg. <laughs> I was waiting for fire, waiting for, wind, all that good stuff. Yeah, he's basically Eggshen and Yoda put together with a little bit of uh, I don't know the Floronic man I guess because he can kind of <laughs> you see him a couple you see him a couple yeah. times he, he sort of gets kind of tree like and hides and it's pretty neat. Yeah, he's like uh, a shapeshifter. He yeah, he's he's got a little shape shifting going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's see, we we should just cover in turn what what the next what the next boss fight is. <laughs> So yeah. the next boss fight is. 
So they finally, I think they finally take out the snake lady now. Yeah. So yeah, the next one, yeah. Yeah, because she she's got a skin pretending to be a nun that's full of snakes. Well, I don't think she'd yeah. be a nun, considering they're Buddhist, but... Well, it's... <laughs> a person who clearly looks like they have Female the clergy. <laughs> Whatever, yeah. So this this lady's praying to Buddha, and Jubei stops in, and she's like, you'll, you'll be with Buddha soon. And he's like, no. <laughs> and then she breaks open, and she's all snakes, and it's all nasty. And then a ton of snakes appear from everywhere. A ton. And from the Lord... ceiling. They, like, drop from the ceiling and cover Jubei. Yeah. And the animation, it's great, because they basically form, like, a face before they drop on him. It's pretty yeah. neat. So he's got snakes all over him. They're not biting him yet. And then there's uh, the naked chick from the hot spring there, and uh, <laughs> she's grilling Jubei and saying, how many are with you and the old man? And he lies, and he says there's a whole army, and she's like, that's that's baloney. And he goes, there was just three of us. The last one's right behind you. And it's Kagero, our female lead, with Well, yeah, first knife. she's like, you, you don't expect me to believe that, do you? And it's like okay, and then and then she's got the knife on her throat. Yeah, and uh, but, yeah, the but last she has another web. She has another weapon up her <laughs> sleeve, Vagina. or that too. Yeah, so uh, there's one more snake hiding, and it slithers out of the the the, the holy slime cave, and it bites Kigero. Yeah, like Kigero thigh. Yeah, Kigero doesn't flee. She's her her bite is deadliest of all. Well, of course it is. I mean, there's no that's not not even a veiled metaphor, but uh, <laughs> it brings a whole new meaning to the term vagina dentata. I will say that. Yeah, so Kigero's not even flinching, and basically, you know, I think she smokes it right there, doesn't she? After she finds a, I don't even no, know. Um, it's so no, hard no. Them. What's his name? The guy, the guy with the electricity powers. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Because ra- ra- because ra- she ra- failed ra- twice and she <laughs> failed twice. Yes. Yeah. So he wraps the cord around her neck and electrocutes her, and she's she's toast. So we're now we're now two two demons down. Do they end up fighting him there? I can't remember. It's no, so hot. I know, no, because yeah. he does it by remote control with these threads. That's right. He, has. he added an extra thread around her to, yeah. to make sure. Um, yeah, these threads are like magic. They just they go for miles and miles and miles, apparently. And you can talk through uh, them. And you can talk through them. Yeah, Do you like when you take the take the cups and you put a string in between them. It's basically that. Yeah, because he's in communication with with Gemma the whole time. All right, so that boss is dead. So a little de facto sort of pact is made between the three leads because uh, they all have different goals. The spy is trying to figure out what the hell's going on. And Jubei is poisoned, so he needs to stick around. And Kigero basically is trying to investigate what's going on too. And they're, you know, they're not really at cross purposes, so they team up because it's better that way than, you know, dealing with anything else. So they're making their way, and eventually we get to the next boss, hmm. which is uh, the Wasp guy. This guy is creepy as hell. Isn't he creepy? Quasimodo. He's really creepy. He be, yeah, he looks like the Disney version of Quasimodo, just with longer <laughs> hair. <laughs> and, you know, holes in his back. Uh, yeah, it's the, it's the wasp's home. Yeah, so all of a sudden, it's just a couple wasps come at the three of them, and they have no idea what's going on. And then there's a whole swarm, like the sky goes black with wasps. And Kigero all of a sudden pulls out her magic, just not even, I don't even know what it is. She holds her arms up, and, like, petals come it's very yeah, American petals beauty. fly out of petals her... flying out of her sleeves and they're and they've and they're it... causing the wasps to go dormant it's like drugging them yeah it's uh, very, because very there's more weird. stuff going on with kagiro that we that we don't know about yet because uh, uh dakuman even tells jubei you think you killed tessai all on your own no 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 um but we don't know we don't know we don't have that reveal yet uh so kagiro's holding off the wasps while jubei tracks down um 
the wasp guy mm. and they have a fight and it's pretty cool because you see the wasp guy's back just open up and all these wasps come swarming out of the hive that's grown into him so jubei makes for the water like any smart person would do because you know bees and wasps don't like to go in the water mm-hmm. so he's down down in the water holding his breath and he swims underneath where uh the wasp master is and he jumps up out of the water and slashes his cuts his leg off <laughs> then this guy's looking for basically looking for revenge and he jumps in the water and he's he shoots a dot out of his throat not like like he like he pukes it out basically yeah and jubei blocks it because he's red and so jubei's holding on to him so he can't swim up and all the wasps that are still in the hive basically are trying to get the hell out of there so they don't go out his back they basically tear him apart from the inside trying to get out which is just insane (laughs) it's so wrong but it's awesome yeah and i think this is where we finally get the reveal that kagiro her special power is that she she's the the poison (laughs) tester for the uh the chamberlain in the village that she was in i think er earlier when she had gone back to the chamberlain it was mentioned something about her being the poison tester yeah, when she's first signing up for the for, yeah, she's yeah, you know the 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 Lord is in here. On, he's away on business, so there's you know there's no reason I can't go with you guys. She's basically immune to all poison, and she is poison. Any mm-hmm. man that gets freaky deaky with her, or even kisses her, will die because she's that poisonous. And she's got something with obviously with intimacy that we had seen a scene earlier to this before she had left and hooked up with these two. When she had, I guess, gone back and reported to the Chamberlain, he was in the middle of something. <laughs> yeah, he was yeah. A little busy. He had let's his... just say, let's just say, he was multitasking <laughs> his, from the his, back. His secretary was taking dictation, literally, literally. And yeah, um... he's, no, but he's, see, he's a he's a good leader. He's multitasking because mm. he was having the he was getting the update and he was giving orders and he was doing the nasty. Yeah, and yeah. actually, it was interesting because I I watched the movie twice. I watched it once just to watch it, and then the second time to take notes. The first time I watched it in that scene, he says, well, we can't risk any more men trying to find out what's going on. You go. Yeah. And I thought, it was like, mm. holy crap, it's just because she's a woman, and she's the only survivor. He's saying, no. Well, I realized the second time is, if it's an epidemic, she's immune to it. Yep. So that's why he's sending her. He, he knows that she would survive whatever disease oh, is yeah. there. That, that's the idea. Clever. See? Smart guy. Smart yeah. guy. And he's figuring all this out and not even breaking rhythm. Nope. No, he stops. He pauses. Yeah. And then... he's, just let, he's just letting it soak for a couple seconds, and then he gets back at it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I made you guys watch this. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> uh, this is part of the reason of the show is to be to watch anime we haven't seen before. Okay. It, it doesn't mean we're ever going to watch it again. <laughs> it's, but we you should, because it's cool. <laughs> I, right, I so watched I, it twice. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, after those shenanigans with the wasp guy, uh, this is where stuff really kind of starts to pick up, and we really do start sort of barreling towards the end. Even though there's still like 40 minutes left, it's pretty much <laughs> nonstop from this point. They eventually get to the town where the epidemic was, and they realize it's not an epidemic at all, and that's where they basically uncover the fact that there was some gold that relates to Jubei's past about him. He was in the retainer of some uh, some clan, and they found some gold in a cave, and the bad guy, Gemma, wanted the gold, 
and there's some double crosses and stuff. And you, you know, they almost kill Jubei. He kills everybody. He kills Gemma. You see it in a flashback. He cuts his head off. Then we find out that no, he's not not dead, and he wants the gold. And this clan, this other clan that's serving the Dark Overlord, or I can't even remember, because you never you never see the guy, the Dark Shogun. I can't even remember. And they want the gold. Shogun yeah. of the Dark. Shogun of the right. Dark. There we go. Who we never see. So I mean, he's basically a phantom, and Jem is the big bad guy. He wants the gold. He wants to have the gold so he can create the biggest army of ninjas and rule the the land with cruelty and whatever and he's got his eight demon guys and you know five now whatever how many are left so um eventually we get the uh this is where uh shijiwa the guy in the darkness comes into play and he uh he messes uh messes up their day pretty good he gets the jump on all of them and he takes kigero to somewhere i can't remember he he, he kidnaps her mm-hmm. this poor girl's already been through enough um and he you know he also kind of molests her a little bit and takes control of her and jubei says i gotta go save her and dakuman is saying no this is where everything's gonna happen you can't leave we gotta be ready and he's you know he's like no i'm gonna go save her because yeah, obviously prior to this, uh, did, didn't they fight the blind guy first prior to this in the did they fight the blind guy yeah in the bamboo oh the blind guy yeah. the blind guy yeah there's a traditional samurai style fight in some bamboo and it's really cool, and it's the blind guy, and uh, he's like, "Your blind, your your sight is a weakness," and he's flashing the sun in their eyes off of his sword. So Jubei and Kagero are trying to deal with them, and he gets the drop on Kagiri, Kagero. I can't remember. I'm terrible with these names. And she swipes at him, and her and her blade gets lodged in a piece of bamboo, and eventually Jubei is holding off his attack, and he says, "You know, you're gonna, to win, you're not gonna, you're gonna have to not make any sound." And Jubei figures out a way to stop him, though. He um, he rolls over to where the sword is embedded in the bamboo so that when uh, the blind guy swings his sword down, it hits the sword that's embedded in the bamboo. So he's, he's thinking that's the strike, the, the block that Jubei made. All the while, Jubei is laying down on the ground, and he just he penetrates him with his own sword. Oh, okay. uh, that's, that yeah, that's that the way I thought it happened, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what happened. Uh, he didn't see the sword in the bamboo, so yeah. So his blindness was not really. Uh, it was. A, it was a hindrance in the mm-hmm. end. Then again, he really didn't seem to have any magical demon powers, like you guys said. So maybe that was his undoing. Yeah. All right. <laughs> then the guy in the dark. Then they. Then they're in the town, and the guy in the darkness comes and kidna- kidnaps Kigiri. And he and, also uh, gets his leg cut off. He also gets a leg cut off, and he's hopping around like the Black yeah. Knight from Monty Python. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he had got a cut off way earlier, and was hopping. He, like back yeah, when they were up in the forest. Oh wait, before we go any further. Oh boy. Okay. How did they survive? Because they were rolling along in the water, hiding oh, under when, some trees. When they got electric, when the water got electrocuted and killed all the fish. Yeah. How did they survive that? I have no idea. Okay. So that wasn't just me. No, it wasn't just you. It, okay. The, I will get probably more into this later, but this whole movie felt to me like they took a season of a TV show and condensed it down to an hour and a half. Like, there was stuff mm. I was missing in between scenes. Mm. Yeah, it it it's it, uh, it definitely... Ne- the, the storytelling is not the best. Mm. Let's put it that way. And there's a lot going on. Oh, I mean, there's a huge amount going on. Yeah, that's why I'm saying, you know, it's best to just cover it in terms of boss fights. Cause... Right. <laughs> Alright, so, uh, yeah, Tessai and Benisato and the Wasp guy and the blind guy are now kaput. So right. we have the guy in the shadows, 
gets the drop on him after they figure out what's going on and what the MacGuffin is and who's at play and the politics at play. Uh, and Jube decides he's got he's got to rescue her. Doesn't matter because he's he likes her, but he's oh, also yeah, just, now, he's a stand now, guy. Now the old, old man has told him how to cure the poison. Oh, that's right. Yeah. The only way that Jubei can live from his poison, which is going to kill him in like the next like eight hours or something, is that you got to use the you you got to use the poison to cure. You got to fight yeah. fire with fire. Yeah. So poison remember, is the cure. next time you get bitten by a poisonous snake, take some arsenic. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's the way no. it is. That's the way he makes it sound. You fight fire with no. You don't yes, fight poison yes. with poison. <laughs> No, no, you don't. Only in anime. Yeah. Well. Oh, yeah. There was a scene that that we missed earlier when that's when he discovers that she is poisoned was when she was bitten by the snake vagina. <laughs> yeah. Was that Jubei? He goes, well, yeah. He, he goes he to, goes suck, to the poison suck the poison out. out. She's like, "What are you doing?" And that's when when she tells him, yeah, you know, that she's poisoned. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She's no. As, she's just she. No. She only says she's immune. Oh wait. To Oh, she's immune to poison. That's right. Oh, that's, that's right. All, yeah, that's all they know. That's all he knows. That, at that, that point. Right. That's okay, why. That's right. And um, yeah. so she's yeah. So, and it's later and before we find this. Out. Yeah, and she's before like she Alice gets Cooper kidnapped. song. Yeah. Oh, poison. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll be watching that after we record this now. <laughs> uh, but uh, she's she's also talking to Dakamon and saying, you know, how do we save Juve? What's the you know? She gets the drop on him, and she's gonna uh, kill him or do something. I can't remember. And he says the only way to save him is this. And it cuts away, and then we cut back, and she's all like, oh, no, oh, no. So, I mean, we're kind of getting the getting the picture here. She gets kidnapped. Jubei runs off, but this is after uh, the old man says, the only way that you can stop this poison is if you, you know, get freaky deaky with her. Yeah, but he's not going to save her because of that. He's going to save her because he's a stand-up guy. So then he has the fight with Shijiwa, who is hiding in the shadows. After he's possessed Kigero, who tries to kill him, she stabs him in the arm. And it's really not, just, not, not just in the arm, through the arm. Yes. Yeah. He leaves her blade in his arm. Yeah, he's got a, he's got her sword sticking in his arm for the remainder of the fight, which is actually pretty quick because the guy's the guy is starting in the shadows on the floor, and he's you just see the chain coming out that uh, he's grabbing people with, and he starts to just slide up the wall. It's pretty Freddy Kruegerish. It's a, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> and Jubei basically <laughs> lets him have the sword. Because he lets he grabs the sword and the sword goes flying and it sticks in him and then he falls out of the darkness and he's dead and mm. she's free of his control and then uh, she drops you know that you got to sleep with me if you want to live and why drops did you come robe. back yeah and, and and he's like you're my comrade you know so we're in this together and he doesn't sleep with her he just kisses her but no no actually he doesn't kiss her he just no, hugs not yet. her yeah he hugs her and walks off. Um, and yeah. she's all distraught because, you know, now he's going to die. Yeah, because uh, per- periodically through the whole movie, he'll, like, stop and just cough and cough up some blood and then just, you know, tug yeah, it up. They, and yeah, because he's awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they never let that go, though, either. I mean, from the moment he gets poisoned, it, you know, it's like every ten minutes you see him like, <laughs> yeah, and it's nasty. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So we've got we've only got a couple of uh, we've only got three uh, three demons left here. We've got um, Explody Girl and Fay Ray and, uh, <laughs> and 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 Gemma. So so the bad guy ninjas their boat gets to the town where the gold is and they start loading it up and Jubei comes back and he's all right. Let it's on. He's like tells the old man he's like you're gonna go ring the bell in the courtyard. And when you do, I'm gonna sneak on the boat. And I'm going to sink the boat. 
and then they won't get the gold and this political corruption will stop and all that good stuff. I must that say doesn't that, really come. What's that? I must say that that was some clockwork like uh, loading and unloading of a boat. And those ninjas, guys are dude. friggin' strong. Ninja efficiency. They're Ninja run- efficiency. They're running with like a case that's got a hundred bars of gold in it, and they're running full <laughs> yeah. speed. They're trained. They got to get that stuff loaded up. <laughs> yeah. So uh, UPS then we find- has n- UPS has nothing on Ninja Express. <laughs> <laughs> you. Um, yeah. I mean, if, if I mean, I wish the public transportation in in Boston was we're running with ninja-like efficiency right now. <laughs> I mean, I don't take it because you know I own a car. I'm not a hippie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> damn hippies! But uh, no, it's it's rough. Okay, so we finally get a little a little more about Gemma here. He's he's on the boat with this other guy that serves the Dark Shogun, and he says, uh, "You know what? You're foolish. I'm taking all this gold because I want to be the Dark Shogun." Yeah. Oh, this is after he's revealed that he's a shapeshifter, too, because he's, he's in the body of the Chamberlain. Right, right. How can I forget that? And he runs through Kagero. Oh, she's, yeah. I know. She's so sad. So then well, Jubik, she's oh. not quite dead yet. She's just not feeling she's, good. Yeah. She's She's been run through. She's been penetrated, finally. Just not in the way she wanted. So she gets run through. Jubei goes all bananas. Ah! Ah! Yeah, that's where you get Jamba! Yeah, and uh, he basically just... He's running on the rooftops with bad guy ninjas, and he's this. It's just like ten seconds straight of ninjas getting chopped in half. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Uh, so he clears them out. Gemma is on the boat with uh, the other two uh, demons that are still alive, and she's all thankful. I'm like, you know, I thank thank you for coming back for me, and blah blah blah. And I was really starting to fall for, uh, and then she croaks, and then he kisses her. So presumably that's why he's not poisoned anymore at the end of the movie. But um. After that, it's on. He he gets on the boat after. Uh, does he, he dives in the water? Right, I can't. Uh, he he rides a horse parallel to rides the boat. a horse and, yes into the water yeah. and then gets the horse <laughs> in as far as it'll go. Swims underneath. He's got his sword. He gets on and then we cut to the interior of the boat where Dakamon, the old guy, is in the hold of the boat and he's got the gold and he's ready to blow up the boat. But the explosive TNT girl is there. And she's like, how are you going to stop me? And he's like, like this. And he throws something at her. And she cuts it with her sword. And it's clearly something flammable. You know, it's gas, well, petrol, whatever it would be. I don't even know. Oil, whatever. Oil, yeah. It doesn't matter. And he's got it. And he's ready to light it on fire. And she throws a little tiny ninja star dagger at him. And it puts the it puts the light out from the candle that he had. She's like, how are you going to blow us up now? And Jubei's like, like this, because he's there now. And he's got to get <laughs> He drops it. And she blows up. The boat starts blowing up. It's crazy. Oh, I forgot about... Oh, we almost forgot. There was, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, right. Demons. She's actually the last uh, demon left, uh, other than Gemma, because um, because the other guy, the one who's a little fruit, fruity, a little light in the loafers, because he wouldn't get with her. She, uh, she, she's got a rat filled with TNT, and she basically throws it on him and blows him up just because uh, she's petty like that. Yeah, well, it, the moral of the story is don't piss off the woman that can turn anything into a bomb. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, because earlier she had told – oh, we missed earlier she had taken the guy uh, that got his arms uh, take, taken off chicken leg style by um, – <laughs> Yeah, the was, captain uh, of the ninjas from the – Hanza. Hanza. And yeah, he was basically um, he was being animated or whatever, and he was stuffed full of gunpowder, and uh, that was like a trap that they tried to blow the three of them up with, or the two yeah, of them, it, like it, they it, took out the side of a mountain. Yeah, 
Oh yeah, because that's when they were trying. He was trying to get to higher ground to see what was going on uh, to yeah. try to locate the and town. And then they electrocute the water after that. No, that was before. That was... I can't remember. The, yeah, yeah. Stuff yeah, yeah. All right. So, um, okay. So the only guy left now is Gemma. The boat is burning, and Jubei is just they're having a, it's a knockdown drag out. Like they're punching each other, they're slashing swords at each other. There's limbs getting cut off of Gemma, and he's just sticking them back on and. Jubei's basically, he gets his arm broken, and he's like, I've had enough. I'll just keep killing you and killing you and killing you if you keep oh, coming he back. Smashes, he smashes him in the face with his own head. Like 50 times. Yeah, he, he like mushes his skull into nothing, and he uh, and he still comes back. Yeah, and uh, that's when we see all the gold on the bolt, boat, because gold does have a low melting point, if you didn't know that. It's one of the softer metals in the periodic table. It is liquefied. It is liquid magma gold. It's not Velveeta. It's not <laughs> liquid. Liquid magma. Yeah. So uh, basically, Jubei sees this shit going down. He gets the, high, the highest ground on the boat that he can. Gemma gets covered in molten gold and grabs onto Jubei. He's trying to pull him down. Jubei, without thinking, he's like, like, go back to hell or some really cool line or something like that. Take your gold to hell with you. And he, and he cuts his arm off. So... <laughs> Gemma is covered in gold. He's sinking to the bottom of the ocean because you know the the metal is now. Mm-hmm. He's completely cool. he's completely encased and gilded in gold. Yes, he's he's a gilded immortal man at the bottom of the ocean, which is probably horrible. Um, oh. Yeah. So uh, Jubei basically says a final goodbye to uh, to Kigeri Kigero. Can't remember the name. And uh, the old man, he's like, all right, you have my gold, and oh. <laughs> I forgot to mention. He's like, oh, you made love to the youngie, the youngie. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> so bad. And he's like, that's none of your business. So he takes his payment from Dakuman by relieving him of the last gold brick that this guy stowed in his uh, coat to try to take back with him. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so Dakuman leaves. Jubei walks away all alone. And we get an anime ballad at the end. Mm. I did a horrible job synopsizing that, but I no, I, no, I, we didn't. I, I dare other people to try to do it because there's so much going on. Uh, basically, yeah. you're yeah. watching it for the action. The only way to really get everything that's in the movie is to watch the movie. Any yeah. synopsis is gonna have to leave something out, otherwise it would be as long as the movie. Mm-hmm. It, it's just yeah. nuts. It's 90 minutes, and there's a lot in those 90 minutes. Most of it. Jam-packed, definitely. Yeah, but like I said earlier, this is when people say, oh, that anime is all just violent nonsense, misogynistic nonsense. This is what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not not tentacle rape movies, but it's it's crazy action. No, but the lead female character got raped twice (laughs) in the movie. (laughs) Poor girl. And then we saw another woman getting raped, or, you know, being done over. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of lot of that going on. It's it's a little misogynistic, but I mean it was feudal Japan, so who knows? Yep. But uh, right, go go Bill, go. I started to watch this lot last night, and it was about ten forty five. Hell man, I needed, I needed yeah, to go to I bed, know. and I yeah, I Facebooked I'm like you. I'm like man, <laughs> I I was so sad when it ended. I was like, oh, she died. You know that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it does, but I I couldn't stop watching it because once once you start watching it, you can't stop because it's just it's so there's no there's no slow points in it. I mean, right. I did stop it to go do a few things, but I came out like I got to finish this tonight. I got to see what happens. So I mean, I'm I did like it. It was something different. Um, you know, it wasn't. It's not as 
I mean, it's as bloody as some of the the other it's things I've deep. seen. No, it's it's not. But it was like I didn't expect so much action. I mean, it just hit you right in the face and kept going. Oh yeah, it, it, it <laughs> hit the ground running and it just never ever stopped. It actually sped up. Yeah, yes, it, it, does. it hit the ground running and took you with it. Mm-hmm. You know, it just it just ne- it never stopped. You know, yeah. and some and some of the scenes were very very beautiful too. Some of the shots of of some of the countryside, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, were were really beautiful. And although it was kind of crazy, where he's paralleling the ship with with the horse riding on the mountainside, and I kind of felt sorry for that horse because <laughs> you know he probably rode that thing to death and then like jumped into the water with it and had the horse swim all the way out to the boat. But like that shot where he's up on the mountain pass and and then you see the the boat down in like the bay mm-hmm. i mean those it would there was some really beautiful animation here it's, oh, yeah. it is nicely animated yeah it was, mm-hmm. it was very well done as far as the visual stuff i just and I, I didn't have a bad time watching it it's just the storytelling needs work because it, like i said it there were some things in here it's like how how'd they go from a to b you know what, what yeah they, there was a lot of jumping around it's like suddenly they're here how did they get there and I have no idea, like we said earlier, how they sort like they were in the water. All of a sudden, yeah. there's a tree, there's a piece of a tree floating in the, down a river. They're all hiding under it. All three of them. The bad guys are up on the hill. He's got his wire in the water. He does something. All the water flies out of the river. You know, he did his little electrical thing. And next thing you know, all the fish are dead. And he tells them to go down and look for him, and they're gone. It's like, well, how do they live? How do they survive that? What, what? It just didn't make any sense. Yeah. I mean, there was a few points like that. You know, I mean, I mean, it was still somewhat of a cohesive story. There is a cohesive story there. It's just it is not put together the best. And and I think that's that's my biggest problem with a lot of anime is that there is a lot of you're just expected to go with it. Uh-huh. Uh, this is this is no exception. But honestly, I mean, the story is not what's going to drive you to watch this one. It is for the crazy ninja action, which it delivers on in spades. I, I like, I mean, I remember seeing this, I, I, yeah, like I said, in high school, like uh, college, college, 1997. And I, the only other anime that I had been familiar with at the time was like, you know, a speed racer and Voltron, mm-hmm. uh, that kind of stuff, Robotech. So seeing this, this was, this, I guess would be my Akira moment. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, so that's what this, you know, I was like, Oh my God, god you can do that it's it, and it was crazy at the time watching it it's still crazy now i haven't watched it in quite a long time and i didn't realize how ridiculous it actually was <laughs> i just remembered i had a good time watching it the couple times i watched it in college but it i had a good time watching it again but i'm like this stuff now i'm like oh boy jeez watch so i'm making these two two guys with families watch this i feel bad well you see that's why i waited until my wife and daughter were at a girl scout meeting <laughs> they were well, not no. even in the house when i yeah. had this on well yeah, see i i didn't have my um i didn't have my headphones on and i was just cranking it through my regular stuff and all, all of a sudden you know there's it comes up on the rape scene oh ooh, i'm like oh, t- <laughs> mute mute I gotta yeah. turn this, you know, pause. I gotta turn this down. What the hell's going on? <laughs> yeah, some, the, the, yeah, it's it's one of those. I mean, it's it's not the most ridiculous thing that you guys could have picked, but it's. I mean, it's one of those ones that you know people do still talk about because of how ridiculous it is. You know, it's like it's not Legend of the Overfiend, but it's 
it's an action anime mm-hmm. designed for an older audience that if you want ninja action, you're going to get it. And college me wanted ninja action. <laughs> if you mm-hmm. go into it realizing that's what it is, is you are going to see a bunch of boss fights, then you'll be happy. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, it is, I will put a link to the Hulu for this. Yes, it, so it, it is on Hulu, subtitled, not uh, yeah, well, not dubbed. But the, it, the copy is pristine. Oh, it is very good. That's, that's how I watched gorgeous. it. See, yeah. you know, I watched one on Daily Motion that the copy was not as clean, but it was dubbed in English. So I watched, oh. I watched the English dub. Okay. I do, I do actually like the English dub on this one. I think it's pretty good. Yeah, if, if it's available, I tend to watch the subtitles just because I think in the majority of cases, it just gives you more of the feeling of the original, you know, mm. because a lot of the dubs are just, we got to get this out the door, pay somebody to say the lines, and it's well, not the best acting. Some, yeah, thought... some of them do have good dubs, though. Some of them are done very well. I thought the dub was pretty good. Okay, I I don't know. I didn't see the dub. I can't tell you on this particular one. Yeah, I I I thought the actors that they picked worked worked well for it. Uh, yeah, I agree. I I like the voices in this one. It's and it's you know it's a certain level of over the topness for certain characters, but I uh, I do like it. I do like the dub. I like a little bit of zany dub when I'm watching <laughs> watching some anime, depending on what it is. Right. With something like this. Yeah, you can go a little over the top with it. I mean, it has bodies exploding for crying out loud, and <laughs> and, and and vagina snakes and wasp people and razor boomerang death and double blade bladed flying swords and yeah, oh yeah. Sword. Oh, I forgot to I forgot to mention uh, when we were talking about Tessai getting taken out. Mm. Not only does he stop falling apart, his own boomerang thing comes back and plugs him in the face. And if you've ever seen Friday the Thirteenth Part Four, where Jason's head slides down his own machete, oh yeah, that's oh, what God. that's what yeah. happens to Tessai, and it's beautiful. Yeah, he just slides right. Down. Yeah, if you're if you're an action <laughs> lover, then you you owe it to yourself to watch this one with all oh, yeah. the kids and your wife present, unless your wife is into it, in which case, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no. Well, here's the thing. My wife saw part of this with me because Uh she dropped the she dropped our daughter at Girl Scouts, came back and she was watching some of it with me. And she just looked at me at one point and just shook her head. (laughs) And she's like, why are you watching that? She like, it's that it's that jerk that's coming to Atlantic City. He made me. (laughs) (laughs) No, it it was one of these things where she knows I'll I'll watch off the wall stuff that she has no idea why. But I also realize that she watches garbage like Grey's Anatomy. Uh, touche, touche. <laughs> so we, we accept it. It's just one of those things. Yeah. You know, sometimes you find somebody that'll watch, you know, Terminator movies with you. But mm-hmm. sometimes you don't. It's okay. Din, 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 din. <laughs> yeah, I got one of the ones that will. So, yeah, feeling pretty good. Oh, she watches The I Flash in Gotham with me, so I'm happy there. There you go. Well, everybody should be watching The Flash anyway. Well, but this is not The Flash podcast. No, what, it's not. What other what other what else can we say about Ninja Scroll? I was pleasingly shocked. There you go. Okay. Yeah, I think I think it's it's definitely worth a watch. I mean, it, you just mm-hmm. got to go in realizing it is for mature audiences only. And yes. it's definitely worth a watch with friends. Oh yeah! Oh this yeah! Is a, this is a beer, this is a beer and this, pizza movie. Yeah, this is a guy flick. This is a sit around. And, oh, oh, 
you know, that make make you know, because if you're watching with women, there's going to be the uncomfortable silences during the rape <laughs> scenes where you're like, <sighs> yeah, it's like and, you're a you're yeah. a filthy filthy man, aren't you? Yes, I am. That's why if somebody's going to have an uncomfortable <laughs> silence if they're watching it with you, that's when you just stop panting when those scenes come on, <laughs> just to be a jerk. <laughs> Oh yeah, watch this one. <laughs> no, that's horrible. That's I'm not. No, I'm taking yeah. that. That's terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's night. It's '90s action anime that chugs a lot. I think it's worth yeah. a watch. It's not. It's not deep. You're not going to be thinking about it like you think about Akira or Ghost in the Shell. Uh, it's not sentimental. It's just rip roaring. Yeah, can't <laughs> even talk anymore. I've run out. Yeah, run yeah. out of adjectives. go watches. It's go bloody watch. fun. Bloody fun. Yeah, click on the link when you're home alone. Ooh. In in the show notes, watch it, have fun, and that's... light some candles, get some and body oil. Hopefully, you won't get the because I tried to watch it on Hulu and I got a ad for like a a vaginal ring. <laughs> really? Yeah. Nueva? Was it Nueva? Was it? That yeah, one? it was something like that. I was like, really? I'm like. Does this ad pertain to you? No. Can I have a different ad? And well, it's like I'm not gonna watch something else. Well, I mean, you and your wife are, I assume, still in breeding age, so it could pertain <laughs> no, to you. My wife has been fixed, thank you. Oh, sent her to do it. You wouldn't wouldn't sack up and get Jack and Eddie, huh? <laughs> nope. That's no. what we're calling it now, huh? No. Getting Jack and Eddie. <laughs> I, I got the old Jack and Eddie. The old Evo. Yo, well, the heave ho is what you can do now if she's fixed. No, because what happened was I, I kind of treated it like auto repair because they had to go in for they, <laughs> what? They had to <laughs> tell you they gave her the new car smell down there afterwards too. <laughs> yeah, they changed out the carpet, carpet fresh and everything. Oh man! <laughs> you invited me on this show. You should have known what you were getting. No, they said uh, she, <laughs> the last kid was a C-section. Oh, well, okay, gotcha. Say no more. Oh. They were all C-sections, so basically oh. it was it well because it it, it uh, you know she had problems and blah blah blah. Yeah, so, yeah, I gotcha. So anyway, we had the discussion. She's like, well, maybe you you should get fixed, and I'm like, honey, honey, why should I undergo an invasive procedure when they're already going to be there and they could just take care of this while they're in there, you know? But they're, they're already going to have the hood open. Exactly. I looked at it, that's why I said it's the auto repair. You know, they're already hey while you're underneath there, Doc. Why don't you just tie them tubes up? <laughs> you know, you're in, you're out. Save a little money. Got that I mean, yes. fixed. From a logistical standpoint, that does make sense. It's like, why? Why? Why, why should? Okay, you're already going to be there. Why should I go in for another surgery? Yeah, right. Not cutting my boys. <laughs> I need my oh, boys. Yeah. I want my boys. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah, as soon as I, geez, as soon as I got the dough, snip, they got to go. <laughs> yeah, that's d- damn right. You got to get Jack and Eddie. He's all yeah. jacked up. New Jack City. Yeah. You know, Luke's got to sell t-shirts. I just got Jack and Eddie. <laughs> yeah. What, what's, what's the logo on that going to be? I don't. Uh, no, a big X going, going through a soccer ball or something? <laughs> <laughs> now it's got to be Godzilla and E-collar. Ooh. Godzilla stepping on two soccer balls. <laughs> nice. A Godzilla kicking, kicking Mechagodzilla in the nuts. <laughs> this will only hurt for a second. Yeah, sure. You, yeah, it only hurt for a second. You don't even have to hit down there. You just graze down. There. <laughs> yeah. And it's lights out. Oh, uh, thud. 
All right, this is going way off the rails. Why are we why are we spending so much time on this? This is horrible. I did. I'm, I to all you standard listeners of anime freaks. I apologize. This is all my fault. I made these two grown men with families watch this horrible, shocking anime, and now we're having horrible conversations that I, I know hey, none of you. Yeah, you you know this is not the most horrible, shocking anime I've ever seen. So don't worry about it. It's fine. Yeah, but I feel like I feel like it's my fault. Ah. All right, now this is when you're supposed to be um, Robin Williams from Goodwill Hunting, and you say it's not your fault. It's not your it's... fault. And then I hug I, you. I'm and not going to say down. that. And then I hug you and I break down. <laughs> it's it's yeah, not that, that's got to wait till May. Oh, ooh. <laughs> or June. Oh boy. All right. <laughs> All right, well, I guess we're going to wrap it up, and uh, when next time we come on... Um, I will not be here. Yay! You, <laughs> You're all thankful. Now, next, next time, we will be back to more Star Blazers. We will be doing some more Star Blazers. I'm not sure if we're going to do two or three episodes, and we may have a guest star as well. You never I have, know. <laughs> I have something in the works. Let's see if it was still going to go through. So I, I make no promises. I tell you no lies. And if you get hit with a bag of shit, be sure to shut your eyes. Good night, folks. Visit our website at twotruefreaks.com. Been fun, guys. It was fun. <laughs> thank you. I didn't even get to thank you for being on. Oh. Thank you very much for having me on. Oh, I, we didn't I, do I, like stuff. where where you can be heard and stuff. Oh, I'm sorry, dude. We just. Well, we, I can put a tag in right now. The call is still recording. All right, go for it. All right. So, are you gonna say where can yeah. you be heard? And so, where where can we find you, Chris? Well, if anybody's that foolish, I'm all over the Two True Freaks Network. I'm on the Facebook. I am on the Vault of Styling Monster Horror Tales of Terra with uh, Luke Jack and Eddie Shang Angle and uh, Demonzacore co-chair uh, Chris Honeywell. And I am also on TNA Movies with Dave Atterbury, which is coming back. We had some technical issues. We're trying to resolve them. The call, it, It's coming out. It's coming out. I promise. Uh, finally, that came out. Visit our website at twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is always spelled T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S. You can email Two True Freaks directly at twotruefreaks at gmail.com. Two True Freaks and all of its excellent affiliates are available on iTunes, and you can choose to subscribe to either the entire network if you wish, or pick whichever individual shows you want to follow. We have so many shows to choose from, there's just bound to be one that appeals to your particular fandom. Just search Two True Freaks with an exclamation mark at the end, space, and the number two. You can find Two True Freaks on Facebook. Just search for Two True Freaks. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? If you've enjoyed our show, please, won't you take a moment to rate us on iTunes? That helps others find the show, too. Thanks for listening. And join us every Monday for new episodes of Two Two True True Freaks. You know, there's no scroll in this. I was just about to say that. You know, there is. It's one she rolls up and puts in the bird's little thing, and he flies off with the message. She yeah, puts well, what in the where? But that's a hey ninja, But that's a ninja note, I guess. Ninja note. Ninja note right. doesn't sound as cool. <laughs> All right. It's a euphemism. We, before we come back from the break, i got to run over to the bathroom real quick. I'll be right back. Oh, jeez. i got to pee. I just drank a bunch of tea. Oh, jeez. This isn't going in, right? <laughs> oh, it's in. Right. I'll be right back. Hold on. I'm muting. Bye. 
<laughs> oh, my lord. And if he doesn't want it in, he should edit it. Oh! I had to feed Alvin, too, so... Oh! All well, right. because I had to... I go running over to the bathroom. I don't you close... Ran? Well, I shuffled quickly. <laughs> so I go to the bathroom, and I close the door. And now, I don't close the door all the way. I just close it so that, you know, it's... You know. So... Yeah. I should just really close it because I'm in there. Yes. Well, no, because I'm going to come right back out. So I'm. <laughs> you have animals in the house, Bill. You and need three to close women. it all the way. Yeah. Well, no, but one girl, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> it's, it's, it's my house. Damn it. If I don't want to close the door all the way, I'm not going to close the door all the way. So I go in, you know, I'm a guy. I'm standing there. I get going. As soon as I do that, it's like alvin headbutts opens the door boom and then he's he's going in between my freaking legs while i'm standing there and i'm like i've urinated on his tail in the past (laughs) why are you admitting that look i'm not the one that's uh, what what do you want me to do he's the dumbass your mother ever teach you aim straight I am aiming straight. I'm aiming straight down. I'm going in the toilet, and the cat's the one one time. He, he's going in between my legs, and he flipped his tail right across the bowl. Hey, you go in the line of fire, you get burned. I'm sorry. You don't, you know. Oh. But anyway, that didn't ha- happen tonight. But oh, so, <laughs> well, it was funny because because then he like stopped and he's like twitching his tail. Then when it went, oh, you know, you know, when I did it and he's like licking his tail, and I'm like, oh, that's gross. Yeah, because that's the most gross thing he licks. Well, yeah. <laughs>